When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've had a crush on Shania Twain for the longest while, um, but I think that, you know, she's out of my age group. Uh, but I have a new crush. Can you guess who it is? I don't know. I have no idea. It, 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 it's you. You're my new crush. Oh, thank you. I'm so flattered. That's so nice. Thank you. And uh, you know what? That It kind of works because we, we both like Shania Twain, so I, I don't think you'd be too mad if I say that my first crush was Shania Twain. No, not at all. She was my first crush, too. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and we'll start off with, okay, so you started playing guitar at seven years old. You were under the guidance of your father and your uh, singing teacher at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. However, this was all inspired by the one and the only Shania Twain and the album Up. That's what I hear. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've i always sang. I've always been pretty musical. Like my parents say, as soon as I could talk pretty much, there were, you know, like melodies coming out. So I always had an interest in music, always loved singing, loved Britney Spears, loved, you know, um, all of that stuff. But yeah, Shania Twain definitely is, is the woman who made me fall in love with country music and uh, who really made me want to write country music too. So definitely, definitely uh, thank Shania for that. <laughs> it's funny because it, it, I read on uh, Wikipedia, of course, that you know it basically all started with her recent album at the time was up uh so that was in 2002 so if i'm looking at that i was 11 so you had to be at least i'm guessing nine so like funny see i always tell people that i was 12 but i guess i was nine if you actually do the math i was a little younger yeah totally and i like i remember that album coming out and i learned it like every single word to every song like in the first day i think i stayed up all night with my discman listening to up <laughs> i remember discman yes yes yeah. one of the songs on that one i think is actual up that's the one that i really like and uh, as soon as i hear that song and then as soon as i listen to something like one of your recent songs like little girl i'm looking and saying yeah i can see the resemblance i can see where that influence comes in thanks thank you that's a huge compliment i appreciate that very much i love that album my favorite from that album is it only hurts when i breathe so good. I want to write a song like that too someday. <laughs> I always hear that in Chopper's Drug Mart and it, imedi- it immediately makes me want to just get the stuff and get out because there's yeah, nothing I more de- nothing more depressing than watching a man be like, I love Shania. No, don't make me cry. <laughs> it's okay to cry. So you mentioned about your songwriting skills a little bit there too. That <laughs> began through writing poetry and like that was only at a young age too, beginning in the fourth grade. So I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tosh any insults here, but what were you writing poetry about in the fourth grade? Oh my goodness like so I mean I was a very like introspective child I guess you could say like very dramatic and I mean I always say like I I, I grew up listening to everything I have a brother who's much older than me I was a, a miracle 
I'm doing bunny ears with my hands right now. Um, he was 13 when I was born. So he had like an entire, you know, opinion and, and just he had his own musical knowledge and wealth already um, that he kind of passed on to me at a really young age. Um, like I remember being, I think I was in sixth grade, so I would be 12 at this point and being in like Sam the Record Man in Toronto with my brother and like, you know, him giving me 20 bucks and being like, okay, go pick something. And I picked Thrice, the artist in the ambulance. Like I remember that was my favorite and it was super cool and it was a really cool, you know, experience. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember being that age and, you know, to toss out something embarrassing on my end here was I remember my grandmother gave me a a kind of a, I guess it was like a notebook, but it was like treated like a diary. And I was thinking like, oh, I'm only, I guess, 10 or 12 here. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with a diary. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I heard, I heard Alanis Morissette, she's from, you know, the Ottawa area where, where we are from, where we grew up. And like, I've heard, I heard that, she, you know, the first song that she wrote, she was like 10 or 12 years old. And it was about, you know, like a relationship. It was about some man cheating on a woman. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really cool, that's a really cool story. And that's kind of how I've always felt because I've written a lot of songs about things that I haven't necessarily experienced. But I think as a musician and as an artist, you kind of and as a writer too you kind of like feel things differently almost deeper sometimes and it's a good thing and a bad thing like one of my favorite sayings is what a blessing and a curse it is to feel everything so deeply so I think I just you know have, I've always been really like <laughs> I've always loved words and really love to kind of express myself through words sit down and really try to think about you know, what I want to say. I'm not super good at talking, but if I have a minute to write it down sometimes, it's helpful. I, I was writing about all kinds of stuff um, at that young, stuff I didn't necessarily, you know, identify with myself or hadn't been through and, you know, silly stuff like like the guy that like broke my heart at grade school and stuff like that. No, that makes sense. I was just about to say with the Alanis Morris part, I thought that was interesting. I was going to say, yeah. so she didn't write about Dave Coulier when she was 12 years old uh, <laughs> no. or anything being ironic. Um, no. Now, you mentioned that one of your favorite quotes about, uh, you know, hardships and, and whatnot there, too. Mm -hmm. I, I want to mention this uh, a little bit, not not in a bad way, but I just thought it was interesting doing a little bit of research. Now, your song Quarterback, mm -hmm. uh, that was released in spring 2014, uh, got good reviews. The, the one thing I want to mention about that was, though, that I read that that was actually designed for Carrie Underwood, but she turned it down. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's funny thing in Nashville, especially when you start, like, you know, working in Nashville a lot and kind of getting pitched songs that come from there. I think a lot of times when writers sit down in a session, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have this image like, oh, I would love to write a song that Carrie Underwood would, would cut, you know what I mean? Or that an artist like Carrie Underwood would do. So I think it was kind of more, you know, that that's the mindset that they were in when they were writing quarterback. And then when the song finished and they realized like, oh my gosh, you know, vocally and everything, it, it definitely could be a Carrie Underwood song. They did end up pitching it to her. But I think, you know, just because of whatever she, whatever her decision was, you know, her history, her dating history, anything, she she turned it down and it ended up coming to me. And a lot of songs like that are like that. Um, and even the new EP that I'm working on, you know, there's songs like by everyone, like my producer, Sam Ellis has been writing with like Marin Morris and Daniel Bradbury. And so they have like all of these songs that you know, they can't cut all of them. So sometimes you end up with a song that like maybe was meant for somebody else or somebody wrote it thinking that somebody else would do it. So it's really cool sometimes how you end up with, with songs. And I, and I brought that up because I think 
it, it was a kind of a controversial, a little bit of a, I guess, a controversial topic in the song mm-hmm. about date rape. And, you know, peop, you, you say in an interview as well that, you know, you got fans coming up to you and you, you, they preach you for doing this song. But I like the quote that you said is you kind of wish that there wasn't that many people coming up because it's really speaking the impact of yeah. just how often that happens. Exactly. It's like I, I got goosebumps when you said that. And like, it's so true. I hate it. It's so frustrating how many people, how many young girls especially have had experiences with that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, I I say like even with Little Girl, I'm I'm not a writer on it. Um, It came to me like another one like Quarterback. And I think it came to me for a reason because I have this this platform and this, you know, ability to to share a message and shedding light on a song uh, with subject matter like Quarterback just kind of had to happen. And I think Little Girl is is really poignant right now as well. The the one reason that I kind of want to get back to just in general with this song and you know to to, to kind of give it a, a good feeling compared to a bad situation here is like that's the type of songs that people kind of remember they kind of relate to in a way but like they they come back to it and there's meaning behind it right like some of the songs mm-hmm. that you listen to today now i'm not dissing any artists out there because everyone has their own thing but this is me personally speaking but if I'm listening to Cardi B or Kanye I'm expecting the same general (laughs) meaning in a song but then yeah but like now if I turn on Carrie Underwood or Tim McGraw or Faith Hill or even in some cases I guess the Backstreet Boys yes that's dating it but there is a little bit of meaning to it you know what I'm saying it's true and that's that's definitely part of the reason why I fell in love with country music and why I love country music now because like I said I grew up listening to everything I think I'm a fan of everything and there's a time and a place always for Kanye and for Cardi B and I love them and listen to them too but you know me personally as an artist I want to I want to write about things that I want to say things that matter to me. It's funny because you mentioned, of course, that you have your idols of Shania Twain, uh, your Taylor Swifts. You actually went on tour in 2013, a Canadian tour with Terry Clark. I like Terry Clark. I think she's awesome. And Carrie Underwood in December Mm -hmm. of 2012. So what was that like? It was absolutely incredible. And like I say, you know, I... You know, there's there's Carrie, there's Taylor, there's Shania, but there's also like Martina, and there's Faith Hill, and there's Carrie Clark and Carolyn Don Johnson, like those strong females that made me fall in love with country and like made me wanna learn how to play the guitar and get up there and and play. What was the question? I'm sorry, I forget. No, no, I, I was just basically <laughs> just giving you the honor of saying like you know. I, I'm, I, let's put it this way: is in, in my <laughs> shoes, I'm a big fan of late night TV. So if someone ever came to me and said. Tonight you're interviewing John Oliver or Conan O'Brien. I would oh be my gosh, yeah. I would be sitting in this seat right now going, trying to yeah. keep it together as best as I could. All while they're staring at me going, Why is he keeping on fixing his Absolutely. hair? Absolutely. And I'm sure like, you know, it's it's it was like an honor to say the, the very least and just such an incredible learning experience both with Terry and with with Carrie growing up in Ottawa actually we I went into the Algonquin radio broadcast program mm-hmm. which is kind of where I heard your song I'm so over getting over you cool. and um, every time we heard that on the radio I, I always did the intro joke of saying well I hope she's not over over me doing the intro to this song um and one of our classmates actually went to school with you which i thought was kind of cool oh cool i'm sure there's a bunch absolutely like i you know algonquin's such a 
such a popular like hub for everyone <laughs> for secondary education. I'm sure I know lots of people that yeah. go there or went there. <laughs> the, the reason that I bring bring that up with the Algonquin thing is, you know, the local radio that, you know, plays that song is you, you find that that's how you get the exposure to the song. But like, when did you kind of, I guess, feel when you listened to it for the first time on the radio or your voice for the first time that you thought like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is a big deal. Um, that's yeah, pretty much and any time. <laughs> it's still like it's 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 hard for me to put it into words just how grateful and like how amazing it is to be on the radio and like just you know, I mean to know how many people want that opportunity and how many people are trying and how many people are wishing that they could be on the radio. It's just it's it's like a surreal thing and I don't think it ever is going to you know, if I am blessed enough to keep doing this for as long as I want to, I don't think it's ever going to stop being like amazing. Like my friends, my best friends who have known me since we were six years old still Snapchat me every time I'm on the radio because they know how important it is to me. You know, it's going to make me cry. It's very cool. And like Country 101, which was Y101 when they played my first single, but that's like the first time I ever heard myself on the radio was in my hometown, like in my car on the 417. And Country 94 now has been so good to me. And like they've both added little girl my new song that I just put out and I like sent an email personally to thank them and I try to thank everyone in radio that like adds adds my music because it means the world to me and that's the reason I get to go and play for you know play for people play live shows and it's the reason I get to connect with people so I love Canadian country radio it is amazing You know what? That sounds like such an Ottawa answer, but such an honest answer that I'm going to yeah. give you. If we, if we had a point system here in the background, that's like 20 <laughs> points right there. Like whose line is it anyway, right? Thanks. You mentioned all the types of music that you like. You mentioned that you're into country. Now, at the same time as you mentioned about liking Kanye and Cardi B as well, do you think that the kind of new country that we're listening to kind of gets the pop vibes from that kind of artist as well? I mean, that's a very interesting question. I think, like, you know, I know lots of other artists and writers that do listen to that hip-hop and, like, that kind of genre and that that sort of music, so I don't see how it couldn't kind of seep in here and there, but it's funny, like, I I keep saying in interviews, um, and we touched on it a little bit, but, like, I grew up listening to, of course, Shania Twain and Martina McBride and Faith Hill and, like, Carrie Clark and Carolyn Dawn and all those incredible female country voices but I also had that kind of influence like from my brother like that rockier side so like I mean you know not super rocky but like Avril Lavigne like I was you know a 12 year old girl so I loved Avril Lavigne I was obsessed um and Michelle Brandt and like bands like Lilix like girl bands and like things like that influenced me so I think you know when you listen to to songs like I'm Still Over Getting Over You and like, you know, just my music in general, like that pop country influence. And I, I just think about all of the writers my age who are writing country music now and it, it makes sense to me. Like, how could we be writing anything else considering what we grew up listening to? You know what I mean? It's this kind of cool, like, new genre that we're creating. And it's very cool to be a part of it. I think, like, it's sort of opened the door um, for a lot of new, younger country fans. And I think it's very cool. You just earned 25 more points just for the Michelle Branch thing. Cause I, oh, my God. Like, Hotel Paper was one of my... It still is one of my favorite albums in the whole world. Like, anytime I have a long drive, I always listen to Hotel Paper. I love that album. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really good album. I actually spent, like, I think $30 on an old Michelle Branch touring t-shirt. And, like, awesome. I, was, I, I was probably eight when she was doing the tour. But, like, now I wear it and I'm 20... That's awesome. Yeah. yeah she's, she's one of those... I've never gotten the chance to meet her, but she's someone that... She's on my 
my list of writers that I would just die to write with. I love her. In fairness, we've been talking a lot about like your interest or your um, interests and people that you looked up to. Do, yeah. do, you, do you ever think? Because it, it it probably will happen in like another five. 10 years from now there will be kids coming up or being on CMT themselves and saying uh, yeah I grew up uh, listening to Kira Isabella does that ever (laughs) span into your mind like no not even not until you said that just now ever (laughs) really no yeah honestly no Um, I think the capacity that I can say I've like I've related to that a little bit is like you know when I was like, I think I was nine or 10, I got to go see Martina McBride with my mom. And I was really close to the front. Like my mom splurged on the tickets because she knew how much I loved her. And she pointed at me at one point And like, I just remember looking at my mom and like my whole face going white and just absolutely freaking out that she pointed at me, you know? And like, I have occasionally a couple of times during live performances gotten like kind of that reaction out of a little girl. And it just makes me want to like sob, you know? what I mean because I know exactly the feeling and it's just I'm just such a fan of music like to imagine that I could have that effect on anybody especially a little girl like me like I used to be it's just like so incredible so I haven't really thought about about it as far as as like you said there but I definitely you know I, I it rocks my world whenever it happens in like the tiniest way <laughs> well I mean you, sh- you should start thinking about it because I mean you've done enough uh, bro- bro- <laughs> or was it uh, I-, I think it's uh, Boots and Hearts there you go Boots yeah. and Hearts uh, tours and uh, yeah this will be my fourth time playing it this summer actually I'm so excited exactly and there's another mm-hmm. Ottawa band in that one too there's uh, I think they're called a Rivertown well, Fane there you go my boys <laughs> it, I, I just I'm just imagining you now at d- the Boots and Hearts and where I said where where I got that image now in your mind about pointing and like a, you know the crowd oh, singing yeah. back, I, I feel like you're gonna be like Oprah and be like, and you can be a singer, you can be a singer. <laughs> you come up on stage, and you, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's very cool. But you can, you totally can. <laughs> I, I can just see it turning into a CTV news story the next day where it's Aww. just they're like your PR team is like, listen, great job, Kira, and you'll be like, no, I actually meant that. That wasn't a PR stunt. And then they're like, no, I real. I loved it when you gave the mic to the little girl, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, yeah, she sang the whole song. That's so funny. You're only 24, of course, but out of doing this for, let's just say, four or five years now, mm-hmm. what has been the highlight of the whole experience? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I think, like, just having the opportunity to share the stage with artists like, you know, like Terry Clark, like Carrie Underwood last year, Old Dominion. That was also one of the coolest tours I've ever gotten to go on. But I think like when it really comes down to it at the end of the day, my heart and soul has always been in this for live performances. So like the connection that I get to make with people through songs like Quarterback and through songs like Little Girl, I'm hoping is just like has been the highlight of my life, you know? And like I said, I just really hope that I get to to keep doing that because it means the world to me. It's very gratifying to know that, like, and and just comforting also to know that people relate to the things I'm going through because it's kind of hard sometimes to put your, like, diary out there in lyrics, but it's been worth it pretty much every time so far. So I'm thankful to people for that. Some people use music. Some people use comedy. I mean, I use mm-hmm. comedy for my for my stuff. That's the, good. The, I like that. The one thing I want to mention because you tied it, you tie into it really well here was mm-hmm. you mentioned "Little Girl." That's your latest song. It's doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, you, I, I've seen you on Twitter saying that Apple also has it on their iTunes, which yeah, is they 
put it on the A-list country, which is like, that's the playlist that I wake up in the morning and like put on before I get in the shower. So that was pretty freaking awesome to be a part of that playlist. And Spotify has been really, really amazing too. It's on um, uh, All About Country on Spotify and like 25 other ones as well. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. Now, when you say that, my first image that came to mind there was when uh, it's like the Taylor Swift Shake It Off song when she comes out in her pajamas and slides in and starts singing into her uh, like oh, yeah. comb. That's what I picture you doing as soon as you've seen that on your Apple iTunes. Oh, completely. Like, <laughs> But like, I haven't been sleeping very much because I've just been up watching it because I have like, I get notified every time it's added somewhere or you know what I mean? So I'm always watching and I don't know if that's cool to say, but... It's the truth. No, so. man, that was totally dorky. That was that was, that was nerdy. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I like I like nerdy girls. Um, so let's talk about little girl a little bit. So in writing this song, what was your message? What came to mind when it was when they gave you little girl? Was it something that again were you kind of hesitant towards it, or did you think let's run with it? Um, so yeah, like uh, this song is written by Kay Bay, who's another an amazing Canadian artist, um, Sam Ellis, who is a Canadian that's been living in Nashville now for like eight years. I met him when I opened up for Carrie Underwood. Actually, he was in Hunter Hayes' band. And then the other writer is a woman named uh, Elizabeth Elkins. And this is one of those songs like I've been working on, you know, the new project now for, for months for months and months basically and uh, we kind of thought that we had all of the music picked out for this EP that I'm working on we had about five songs um, and we were kind of looking for some more but we had like the sequence ready like we were like okay this is going to be the first single you know this is going to be the second single third for radio and then they sent us Little Girl and like I was with my my day to day manager and we were sitting in her car in the parking lot of Cora's and we listened to it (laughs) and like I just looked at her and we were like, oh, God, we have to change the whole plan for this song now. <laughs> um, and push, you know, push everything back like a couple of months. And But I think it was totally worth it. And, yeah, it definitely was one of those songs that, like, it just hit me so hard. And I, I, I asked Sam Ellis, you know, one of the writers, I was like, where were you guys at that day that you wrote it? Like, what were you talking about? What was the, like, mood like? And he said that Tebe wanted to write it like he was talking to his little girl because Tebe has, I believe she's five or six, L, his daughter. And like that just gave me goosebumps and it was like confirmation. Like, okay, this is this is another song that's coming to me like quarterback, like for a reason. I think at the, you know, exact right time. That's gonna do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Kira Isabella for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Tobin may love Shania, but I think Kira just took a piece of his heart. Poor fella. Anyways, thanks for listening, and good night. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. 
My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to WhatSheSaidTalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.